On this episode of Everything and Nothing, we discuss where we've been the past few months, why we haven't recorded. Then we jump into our trip to Minneapolis for a recap of the metal tour of the year. And then we wrap things up with uh, talking about the movie Lords of Chaos, the origin story of the ba uh, black metal band Mayhem. This is also going to be the last time I try to record two USB mics onto one computer and use a cool workaround, but it didn't work because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So now you get to hear some choppy audio at times, and you get to hear me talk to you in your left ear and Danny talking to you in your right ear. I apologize, but that's all right. Let's get into it. Hit it. What? I suck balls. I am your host, Aaron Ballsucker. Mm -hmm. I'm joined here today by... And I'm Danny. Ballsucker. I guess. Well, you, you had grad school full-time, and I had baseball, which was going four or five nights a week, so we had no time to actually record. True. Baseball's over. We've got an entire evening schedule cleared up. I got a new job. It is October 7th. We are a little over a week removed from one of the greatest concerts i have ever been to i don't know about you but mm -hmm. i had fun no i mean it was a lot of fun i wouldn't say the, the greatest you know? top to bottom probably not but it was metal tour of the year mm -hmm. hate breed trivium lamb of god megadeth two of my really? absolute favorite bands and then two really of... missed in flames though that would have been loaded and sick yeah i would have very... been a 10 year like throwback because i saw Trivium, In Flames, and Veil of Maya 10 years ago at the rave. I think I was 16. So that would have been cool to see them. I was very excited. And adding Lamb of God into that. It's okay. Hate Breed's better than In Flames. Oh, um, no. Um, I'm not like, I don't love them. I, um, I like them a lot more now because I respect them. I saw them live. I'm like, yeah, you put on a good show. Definitely got the crowd going. going. Um, but I still would have other scene in flames i thought hey was a great opener um yeah they are great great crowd work you know pick a side hype the crowd up and then the best part of their set uh randy blythe randy blythe came, came out. out did destroy everything and i knew it was him because i saw him kind of in the background and he had a mask on and everything so i wasn't 100 percent sure and you know my eyesight is shitty so I'm like, that's got to be him. And then all of a sudden, he just like came running out, dreads out. It was the best part. At first, he looked like a proud parent because he was just standing back there taking pictures, <laughs> just sneaking around, snapping action shots. It was really cute. And then he came out snapping his, I swear to God, those dreads are like five feet long. True. It seemed like a lot of people didn't know who he was, or at least up front by us. It didn't seem like a lot of people were as excited. Like, oh, okay, yeah, there's a person who came on. But me fucking know. <laughs> That was cool. And I caught a pick. So I, So Danny was up front. This will come into play later. She was up front on the rail. And then I was right behind her trying to prote uh, protect her from her ribs getting collapsed by people pushing. And I couldn't see anything that was going on. And I, you know, guys throwing picks. And I just see you swiping. And you don't overly react you don't do much so i didn't know if you got anything and i would ask like did you just catch one and you just turned around and look at me and would go tee hee <laughs> give me like a definitive answer 
Well, I didn't want to, I don't know, brag about it. Why not? Fuck these people. Those poor bastards didn't catch anything. That sucks. Good. <laughs> Shove it right up their face. No. I am, I am small. If they wanted to, like, punch me in the face and get it back, they probably could. Fast forward. Trivium was good. It's not my favorite. I didn't think the crowd went overly nuts for Trivium compared to the other bands. I like them. I do like Trivium. I went pretty crazy when with the Dead Man say came on. Yeah, you even made uh, Matt Heafy's Twitch stream like front and center. I mean, I, cl- I showed you that <laughs> clip. He goes, "This is what the Dead Man say," and you just hear, yeah. Rah! Rah! Oh yeah. Rah! And Danny's bouncing up and down. Yeah, you can hear me scream. I don't sound what he just said though, but you can definitely hear me scream. Oh. And the scream definitely, definitely helped. With Lamb of God. This motherfucker. After Lamb of God, <laughs> they're throwing out their picks. They're throwing out, you know, they're handing out their set list and stuff. And Randy Bly walks by and what did you do specifically? So, well, he was walking towards the center and we were kind of like... Right center? Right center, yeah, I'd say. And more off to the side. But I don't know, I just got excited because he was walking... Not near us, but he was on stage, screamed, and he just like stood back and turned over and looked at me. Then all of a sudden he changed courses and came over, came over by us and like kind of kneeled down to the security guard and was pointing at me. Well, I thought he was pointing at me. Uh, Randy was, and then kind of going back and forth. And then he gets up and leaves, and I'm like, oh damn. But then the security guard is walking over to me, and he like is like motioning me for hold out my hand, and I do, and he drops four. Of Randy's guitar picks, well, like picks in my hand, and I was like, "Am I supposed to pass them back or something?" He's like, "No," he said, "Just you." And so that was the I'm very calm right now. But I was I hate you so much for out. that. Yeah, I know people around me were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but it was the coolest moment. And ever. if you're wondering why would Randy Blythe had guitar picks, they're so cool. It yeah, it says right on the guitar. Like I don't use a fucking pick on it and um also one of has like his photography site on there so it's pretty it's pretty fucking cool so and i already caught two other lamb of god picks before that so so i have a total of six lamb of god picks from that show and a hate breed pick you suck (laughs) that is so cool (laughs) so yeah and well you had some some luck too well First, I want to talk a little bit about about crowd etiquette. I understand, like, it seems like the established rules are, number one, don't be an asshole. Number two, no karate in the pit. And then number three, I'm going to add, is don't run block. Because run blocking? So when everybody, everybody's aware that, you know, in between sets, everybody's just chilling, we're standing, we're already pretty snug, we're nut to butt. And then as soon as the band kicks everybody gets shoved to the front like everybody it just boom just like that i understand it's the natural flow for everybody to be you know jumping and they're just in general they're excited so they lean forward even more i get that's the natural occurrence and that is awesome but the assholes that literally plant their feet and drive their elbows into the backs of the people in front of them to their way to the front suck you all suck if you are doing that behind me, I will drop my ass right into your tummy and drive you back three yards. Which is exactly what I did, and I'm so proud of myself for that. So next on our agenda, we well, we attempted to watch uh, 
the movie Lords of Chaos was the basically like the history of the band Mayhem. We say we attempted to watch it because honestly that movie was pretty uh heavy, so to speak. Good one. I know. Thank you. If there was an audience there would be laughter right now, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty heavy to start off with. The first 20 minutes were pretty graphic. It, he is, you know, they're showing everything. They're showing him cutting his arms up. Uh, trigger warning for people. Trigger warning, spoilers. We're just going to dive right into yeah. it. Well, we can dive right into it because it's not like this, like everybody knows. Well, if you're watching the movie, there's a good chance you know the story of the band. So it's not like we're going to be spoiling anything. Um, he is killing cats in it. That is a lot of that. I don't know why everyone likes to kill cats, but that's a thing. Was not a fan. And then it shows him aggressively suicide. And this is all in like the first 20 minutes. Yeah, we're speaking uh, the lead vocalist. He goes yes. by the name Dead. I'm not going to, like Pele can call him that, but I'm not going to try and pronounce these names. And so that is the setting. That is the startup for the rest of the movie. And it's just put in a weird mood when you're, you're watching it. You're not in a good mood. The in, I will say there's like the in, the like the very beginning of the movie where uh, Euronymous, the lead guitarist and the founder of the band Mayhem, he's like, "Hi, my name is Joe. This is our story. Here's our band. We got a new drummer. Then we got this house, and it's just a montage of." Partying, sex, pyro, like dudes in their late teens, early 20s. Sex, drugs. Yeah, rock sex. And roll. It was just sex, perfectly said. It was sex, drugs, rock and roll. And then it immediately transitions to, all right, here's our lead singer. And then it just got dark and morbid. I mean, even the, the scene where he kills himself, you he makes his first strike and you go, hang on, that's going to put you to the morgue. And that was just the first knife cut. And then he goes to the other arm. And then he slits his own throat, writes the note, and blows his head off with a shotgun. Then Euronymous comes home, rearranges the murder weapon, well, the weapons, and then the knife. Self-inflicted murder? Yes. And then <laughs> takes a picture, which then became the album cover of a bootleg live album for the band Mayhem. And then they take a piece of, like, I don't know, his brain or something, and they wear it around their necks. Yeah, it was, I thought it was a skull. Uh, no. Something. It was like, like skin or something. Yeesh. Well. And, and then it, it just turned into. It was more. Hateful. It was like a. Who does that? Who directs Hateful Eight? Uh, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. It was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. See, the difference between like a Quentin Tarantino movie and this movie was a Tarantino movie I mean, to a me lot. feels <laughs> like just exaggerated and almost cartoonish and comical. Whereas this one, you said, like, uh, I don't remember who the hell it was, but he lures a, a gay man out of a bar, and they go into the woods, and he stabs him to death. And mm-hmm. that's, I think, when we turned the movie off, because it was just way too realistic. I know. I the mean, mo- if you're into it, go for it. Like, it's not, it's not a bad movie. It's done, it's done very well. It's just, it's very heavy. It's, it's, it's. A little much. I mean, we still haven't decided if we were going to finish it or not. We know the end of the story. <laughs> you know, Varg kills Euronymous, and the rest is history. He did say that, what, in an interview, that he actually didn't kill cats. Yeah, that was just an exaggeration by the movie. Uh, Dead, Dead never actually killed cats. He just scared them off. 
But in the movie, there's just a cat hanging from the ceiling in his room. Yeah, and then to cheer this depressed dude up, they, like, grab a shotgun, and like, come on, let's go, like, kill this cat. And they're like, ah, ha, 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 like, running through the woods. And I'm like, okay, holy shit. Yeah, I, I, I've seen the movie get criticized a lot. I mean, it's, you know, anything in metal is going to get criticized by gatekeepers and elitists, especially if it's something is, you know, black metal. Yeah, you metal elitists really ruin it for the rest of us. But, <laughs> like, the, Dead was inhaling the stench of rotting roadkill before concerts. Mm-hmm. Just, like, it captured basically the essentials of what they did, the band, how they, you know, made their bones in the industry. Just taking it too far. So I thought, because Varg, it starts off with Varg after a Mayhem show going up to Euronymous saying, like, you guys kick ass. And Euronymous points to his vest and he's got a Scorpions patch on his vest and he's basically calling him a poser. And at that time, he was going by the name Christian. His, his government name. And so I thought once he like decided to go by Varg and show up and try and like prove himself that he's hardcore, he really wasn't about all that bullshit. He just wanted to fit in. He just happened to be the only one that was willing to do stuff. So it's not like it's the things that he wanted to do. He just wanted to be accepted by that crew, which to me kind of makes him look a little bit disingenuous. Maybe. I don't know. He did like it. Put it this way. We all have guilty pleasure bands. Oh, yeah. But my point is, like, if he was on his own, if he had never encountered mayhem, he wouldn't have done that. He wouldn't have burned churches. Probably. You can make that argument for any social interaction, though. You could. You could. And it's just, you know, it's it's just a, a depiction in a movie, I'm sure. Yeah. I guess, like, rating it, I'd give it... I'd give it a six. Oh, uh, I was going start, like... Two what? Two Larry heads. Ah, on a, on a scale of five Larrys, we'll give. Uh, Say two, because it's not a bad movie. It's just it's too much. I give two and a half Larrys. Two and a half. Okay, I say two Larrys. Two Larrys. Two Larrys. But we also didn't finish it, so take that into consideration. Now, should that get to the you know the director and such? Because the 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 music they made, they claimed in the movie, you know Macaulay Culkin's brother said, we want to make music where people want to commit suicide after they listen to it. Mm-hmm. They're trying to create this gloomy, bleak, depressing image. And the movie itself was gloomy, bleak, depressing, and morbid. So I'd say, like, in that respect, you know, Mission accomplished. It's yeah. not supposed to be a slapstick comedy. I know it's an exaggeration on the other end, but... Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not a bad movie. It's just too much. Music itself is not... It's not the worst thing in the world. Have you listened to Mayhem since? Mm. So I never listened to them even much before then, honestly. The whole shtick for them, because the guy said, like, I created a, a... In the movie, he goes, you know, I created a guitar tone and spawned true Norwegian black metal. And it's basically just supposed to sound lo-fi, bad resonant, fuzzy, not crisp, like low production. It's got to sound like it was recorded through a fart and a tape recorder. Oh, yeah. Fart. I don't know. I still like the other one we watched. Oh, Heavy Trip? Heavy Trip. Yes, that was good. If you haven't watched Heavy Trip yet, you need to watch Heavy Trip. Such a good movie. As long as you can get past reading the subtitles, which I think, you know, today everybody's okay with. 
know, everybody's watching Squid Game. Heavy Trip is phenomenal. What should we send them out on? I'm going to go with uh, Melancholy, Shadow of Intent, that album. So Danny says Melancholy, Melancholy, Shadow of Intent. Find that Apple News. Just one. Just one? Melancholy, Melancholy. No. (laughs) No, on Apple Music. Jesus. You can find Jesus on Apple Music. You can find us anyway. So Melancholy, Shadow of Intent. If you haven't already, I'm sure if you're listening to this, then you might have. Torn Arteries from Carcass. Groovy, groovy riffs. I love it. It's funsies. All right, till next time.